Welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. Glad to have you with us as always here in the House of Faith. I'm coming to you again from the sanctuary of Legacy Church, Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. You can tell we're still under construction, but we're making awesome progress. And those of you who are partners with us in this ministry, look what God's doing through you. He has been so faithful and he's been faithful through your faithfulness and you sowing into this. We are building him a place. This isn't a place and a platform for me. This is a platform from which we together as partners, we reach the nations and we serve another generation with the word of God and we teach them how to live by faith in the day of grace. That means we teach them how to respond to God's grace with faith. And that's what this, the assignment on this church and this ministry is all about. That's what this broadcast is all about today. And I want to give you another opportunity today to sow into this buy up and build out project. Now, those of you, like I said, who are partners with us, you're, you've been faithful. Stay with it. Be aggressive with us in your faith. And as the Lord would lead you to give, because we're making excellent progress. Uh, just since I last reported to you, we've had an additional 235 square feet paid for. Now, if you don't know what that means, this is a 30,000 square foot building. We're believing God for $100 a square foot to get us to a place where we can open these doors, bring in families, not just from this community, but families like you, if the Lord would lead you, from places around the world to come and join us here at Legacy Church. And uh, like I said, since last update, we've had another 235 square feet paid for. It puts us at 24,669 square feet. We're up over 82% complete now. God has been faithful and he's going to get us all the way. So if you want to be a part of this offering, uh, go before the Lord, find out if you've got a part to play in it. And if you do, then jump in and do it with faith and do it with love and it will produce for you. Number of ways you can get involved. Number one, if you'd like to text your offering, you can do that by texting LTV in any dollar amount to the number 28950. Now that's for those of you watching inside the United States. If you're watching outside the United States and you'd like to give online, you can do that at pearsonsministries.com. We have a giving page there that you can use and there's a couple of options for you. Either give to this project or the, to the general operations of the ministry. However the Lord leads you, that's where it will go and we receive it. If you'd like to give uh, via check and write, uh, write a check and send it in the mail, you can do that as well. Make it payable to Pearson's Ministries and then use the address that you see right there on your screen. We thank God for what He's doing. I want to spend some time together right now in His Word. All right, get your Bible. Let's go together this morning to the book of Romans chapter 12. We're going to pick up where we left off. We've been in our series that we're calling Renovation and Transformation. And uh, the Lord has been using this building process and project that's been going on around us to paint a picture of what's supposed to be going on inside us. And our foundation scripture has been here in the book of Romans chapter 12. Let's look at it again together in verse two. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. One more time, don't be conformed to this world. We've talked about it, but let me remind you that word conformed just simply means to have an outward 
condition that does not look like what's going on inside you. Don't allow this world to push and to pressure you to be and to look and to act and most importantly, to think like they do. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't bow to the pressure, but instead be transformed. And the word transform means to have an inward condition that's producing what's going on on the outside. Let what's going on in you overflow out of you. That's what it means to be transformed. He said, how, how are you to be transformed? By the renewing of your mind. Now, when you look up this word renewing, it literally means renovation a renovation, a remodeling. And again, that's what's going on around us right now in Legacy Church. I mean, we've bought this building and we are in the process of a renewing, a remodeling, and a renovation. And if you are willing to go through that same kind of process in your mind, in the way you think, if you let God get in there and change the way you think, the same way we've changed the way this room looked from the time we bought it, there's been a, a renovation that's taken place and the result of the renovation is transformation. That's what's happening right now. And you and I can and should be so transformed in our lives that we are absolutely unrecognizable to who we used to be. That's what's happening in this room. In just a few days, a few weeks from now, this place will be totally unrecognizable from what it once was. Why? Because of the renovation, because of the transformation. And when you will allow the word of God to renew and renovate and remodel the way you think, the result is not just a few little changes in your life here and there, it's total life transformation. And the other result is that you know with confidence what the will of God is for your life. And there's so many people asking that question, what am I here for, God? What's the purpose? What's the plan? But you can know it and you can live with confidence, not confusion, about what God's perfect will is for you. Listen to this same verse from the New Living Translation, Romans 12, 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's how he goes about this transformation, by beginning with the way you think. He said, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Say it again after me, mind transformation, or excuse me, mind renovation, life transformation. Renovation, transformation. Now, I believe this is our fourth week in this series. So if you've missed anything leading up to this, we've got it available for you on the Legacy Church podcast. Go back, listen, listen again and again and again. Get this down on the inside of you. I promise you, even if you've heard everything that was said so far, you haven't heard everything that was said so far. The Lord can keep talking to you and talking to you because we're coming at this from his word and his word is alive. And you can see something in a scripture that you've looked at a thousand times before, but you look at it again with a new set of eyes and a new level of expectation and you'll see something you've never seen. You'll think, where has that been my whole life? It's been sitting right there the whole time. But that's the power of the living word of God. So let's go on in this today. 
And I want to continue in this series. Go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to begin reading in verse 9. Listen to what the Spirit of God says. He says, we are God's fellow workers. He says, you are God's field. Listen to this next statement. You are God's building. You are God's building. I like the Passion Translation that says, you are the house he's building. You are God's building. Say it out loud right now. I am God's building. Say it again. I am God's building. What's that mean? God's working on something here. And if you go all the way back to the first week of this series, we talked about what it means to be under construction, just like this room is under construction. There's a process taking place in this and it's a discipline Believe me on this. I know this by experience. It's a discipline not to get hung up on what it is and what it looks like right now. When you're in the middle of a construction process, you've got to take your eyes off of what it is and you got to look at what it will be. That's why we work from plans. That's why we, we render these things and we, we keep in front of us what this room will be. Let me show it to you again. This is what this sanctuary will be. It's not what it is right now. What it is right now is concrete floors and drywall and, and, and tape and bed and exposed electric. That's just what it is right now. And if you get hung up on what it is right now, it can be discouraging. Why? Because it's like, man, when is this ever going to be done? To be under construction takes time. But if you are patient and you keep your eyes not on what it is, but on what it will be, you'll keep faith alive on the inside of you. And you need to realize that that's not just something that takes place here in the natural with this building. This is what's supposed to be happening in you, in your heart, in your mind, in my life all the time. This renovation and transformation process, I am, you are God's building. He is working on a house. You are the house that he is building. He said again in verse nine, you are God's building. Now look at verse 10. He said, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, God had given him a grace given him an anointing as a wise master builder. Now, when you look up this word master builder, it's the Greek word architecton. I'll give you three guesses what word we get from that. Architect, correct, very good. If you said architect, you are right. That's where we get our word for architect. And he said, all he's saying here is this grace came on me the same way it would come on a wise Master builder, a wise architect, somebody who designs, somebody who plans, somebody who builds. Now, this is important for where we're going in this today, but if you can be a wise builder, then what else can you be? A foolish builder. But I want you to make note of what a wise builder does and the grace that came on him to build. He said, as a wise master builder, a wise architect, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. Verse 11, I love this. For no other foundation 
can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, again, he said, this grace came on me as a wise master builder. And as a wise builder, what does he do? He laid a foundation. That's what a wise builder does first, lays a foundation. And when we bought this place and after digging into it, uh, we've come to find out some things about our own foundation that this natural building is sitting on. I was just talking to a close friend of ours who's been in uh, project development and construction development for 30 years or so. And he's been a huge help to us in this project. And he came in and he looked around and he was just so excited to find out we're built on what this foundation of this building is on, is on granite. Now, what is granite? Do you know? It's just really, really, really hard rock. We are built on a rock. Oh, come on now. You see where I'm headed with this right now, don't you? This place is built on a rock. Now, this building, I think, was built back in 2003. So we're pushing 20 years old now with this building. But when this uh, developer friend of ours came in and he looked around, he's like, there's not a crack anywhere in this foundation. He said, I've never seen a building this age with a flawless foundation. Well, what's, what's that the result of? That's the result of being built on the rock. And I was excited to hear about that. And he and I got to talking about it. And he was talking to me just from a builder's perspective of how important the foundation is. Let me ask you, does it matter what you build your house on? Absolutely it matters. You don't even have to be an architect on. You don't have to be a master builder to know that it matters what you build the house on. The foundation is so important. As a matter of fact, it's the most important. I mean, because you could, you could spend tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars or more with this beautiful interior design. You could get in the world's best framers and have the highest grade drywall and and have these gorgeous chandeliers and lights and you could put beautiful artwork on the wall and you could have the, 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 the greatest technology in the roof and all of that. But if your foundation is off and if your foundation is compromised, then everything else will be compromised. Does it matter what you build on? Does it matter the kind of foundation you put your house on? Absolutely it matters. Now here's what we need to see today is that using a natural picture like this, sometimes foundation problems can take years and years and years to show up. And so many people don't even realize that they've got a problem to begin with. But when you especially tackle a project like this, that's a renovation and you want to transform something that's already there, one of the first things you have to look at is the foundation. What's the foundation like? Can the foundation sustain the rest of the building? Does it matter what you build your house on? Absolutely it matters. As a matter of fact, the integrity of the foundation determines the longevity of the house. Let me say it to you again. The integrity of the foundation 
is what determines the longevity, how long that house will last. In other words, your house is only as strong as the foundation that you're built on. Amen? Now he's saying here that you are God's building. You are the house that God is building. And because the grace and the anointing of God came on Paul as a wise architect, as a wise master builder, he recognized, okay, the first thing we've got to do here is lay a foundation. And he said, I've laid this foundation and there is no other foundation that can be laid. Not one that's as strong as this one, not one that's as dependable as this one. And what was that foundation? He said in verse 11, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus is our foundation. He's the foundation of the house that God is building. He's the foundation of this house, Legacy Church. Jesus Christ is the foundation that this church is being built on. It's not being built on any other person. It's not being built on any other personality. It's being built on the foundation of Jesus, who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, the fact that Jesus is alive and that Jesus still heals and he still saves and he still delivers. We're building this church on him. This church isn't built on me. This church isn't built on Sarah. Now, I realize this, and, and most of you know too, that I come from a ministry family, and a ministry family that many people know of, they're familiar with, and they've um, been in places around the world and preached and have had a very successful ministry. And, and I, I'm well aware that there are maybe people who are coming to this church now or will come to this church in the future. Why? Because of the ministry family I come from. Now, now don't get me wrong. I love the family I come from. Man, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love being Kenneth and Gloria Copeland's grandson. I love being George and Terry Pearson's son. That's been one of the richest privileges and treasures of my life. And like I said, I wouldn't change it. However, this church is not being built on Kenneth Copeland's grandson. It's not being built on that identity. It's not being built on that foundation. And there may be people coming now or people that will come in the future because of that association. And that's fine. But what you need to understand, if this is your church home, it's not being built on Jeremy so-and-so's grandson. It's not being built on Sarah. It's not being built on us as individuals. It's being built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Amen. And one of the things you hear us say around here a lot is that Legacy Church is a place where we believe you can come and learn how to raise your family in the house of faith. Did you notice that? In a house of faith. That's what this house is, but that's what we believe your house is supposed to be, a house of faith. And I grew up in a house like that. Man, we went to the word of God for everything. We believed God. We trusted his word. And that's what we want your house to be like. But that house has to have a foundation. And what is the foundation of that house? That foundation is Jesus Christ. And we talked last week, you remember from the book of Matthew chapter 16, 
where Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, and you're blessed. And I'm going to build my church upon that rock. He's talking about the foundation that the church is built on. And what is it? It's a revelation of who Jesus is and the place. Now, this is important for us today. The place that Jesus holds. He is, and the revelation of who he is, is the foundation of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. No other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, Jesus Christ. The integrity of the foundation determines the longevity of the house. Does it matter what your house is built on? Absolutely. And you are being built up a spiritual house, but there's gotta be a foundation there. You can't be built on any other identity. You can't be built on any other thing besides Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? It means he's solid, man. It means he is consistent. It means there are no flaws in him. And as a foundation, that's what you want. As a foundation, that's what you need. And any other foundation, anything, anything else you would use as a foundation in your life, I promise you this, there are flaws in it. I promise you this, there is compromise in it somewhere. And if you try to build your house on it, if you try to build your life on it, it will compromise everything else. Like I said, you can spend a million dollars on the interior design, but if you got a bad foundation, then everything else is compromised. And we're gonna see that today in the scriptures. We're building this house on the foundation of Jesus Christ and none other. And we want you to learn what it means to raise your family in the house of faith. But like I said, that house needs a foundation. Jesus is the foundation for your faith. In other words, it's not just about the principles of faith. It's not just about hearing a message on faith and saying, okay, well, if I do this, then I'll get that. And you try to put these principles into practice. No, listen to me. The principles of faith are powerless if you disconnect them from the person of Jesus Christ. Can I say that to you again? The principles of faith are powerless when you disconnect from the person of Jesus Christ. You hear a lot of talk when you're talking about faith, when you're talking about walking by faith, and you hear this in the terminology, people say, well, I'm in faith for my healing. I'm in faith for my prosperity. I'm believing God for this. I have faith for, faith for but listen to me, you got to back up because there is no such thing as faith for healing. I'm making some of you mad right now. Hold on just a second. There's no such thing as faith for healing apart from faith in the healer. That's using Jesus as the foundation for what you believe about God's will to heal you. It's just the same way with salvation. There is no such thing as faith for salvation apart from faith in the Savior, who is Jesus Christ. See, he's the foundation for your faith. So instead of thinking in terms of what I have faith for, what I have faith for, what do I have faith for? I want you to begin thinking in terms of who is my faith in? Because that's the foundation 
that your faith for is built on. There is no such thing as faith for prosperity apart from faith in the one who was rich, but for your sake became poor so that you through his poverty might be made rich. Jesus Christ is the foundation of the house of faith. Oh, come on, that's good. Are you listening to me right now? Jesus Christ is the one and only foundation for the house of faith. And that's what we are. That's who we are. We are the household of faith. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit PearsonsMinistries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.